Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. joining me once again Richie some somber news broke this morning uh, it was kind of coming out last night that it sounded like Fran Brown is the number one target for the DB job that opened up for Georgia it sounds like he's taking that job uh, tell us how this came together and what this means for Rutgers moving forward yeah we heard it uh Wednesday night after the uh after the basketball game uh the big win against Illinois but um yeah I mean it it, it just kind of came together relatively quickly it seems like uh, they both had mutual interest in each other. I know Georgia lost their DB's coach not so long ago. Um, so they need obviously to fill the position. Um, they just went after arguably one of the best recruiters in the country, one of the up and coming DB coaches. I think we all knew this was kind of going to happen eventually with Fran. Um, apparently after losing out on a temple job, um, that was a big sway for him staying up in the Northeast. And that's kind of why he was sticking around. But he, he was getting other offers even last year, and he's, he's turned down quite a few other schools. But at the end of the day, you have to look at it like this. Rutgers is going to send a coach to the defending national championship uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Like, it, it's bound to happen, and um, stuff like this is – it's just it, – there's no real – I guess you could spin it positively kind of just because it's like proving Greg's coaching tree is just growing further and further. And it's showing that Greg knows what he's doing. He's hiring the right coaches. And this is going to happen everywhere. They're just going to keep moving on and moving up. Yeah, so Georgia just won the national championship. They lost their secondary coach to Miami. Uh, Miami's built, like, this incredible, like, super team of coaches. But, I mean, it's not a bad thing to lose good coaches to clear elevated roles. Like, you, yeah. some people might argue that this is not a step up. This is a huge step up. This is the defending national champions. They've gone to the national championship, I think, two of the last four years, two of the last five years. Yeah. This is a team that is one of the top 10 programs in college football. Um, it sucks to lose them in the short term, but Greg can use this as a selling tool when he's going and looking for a replacement. Like, hey, like my guys are moving up. Like, this is not a stepping stone job, but if you give me two years, this is something that you can use to elevate your career. Um so, yeah, it sucks because Fran was such an integral part of the Greg 2.0 experience. Like, he was the first guy Greg brought on. I think yeah. he he really wanted to, to coach under Shiano. I think he probably learned a ton. I don't think there's bad blood there. Like, he was here for more than two years. Like, Greg probably, you know, owes him more than, than Fran owes Greg. So, <laughs> it sucks to see him go, but I really don't think this is a massive blow long-term in short term for sure like maybe the 23 class takes a hit because of this but they're gonna find a guy i trust greg like if you look at greg's coaching tree from the first time he's around he always is good at targeting either under the radar coaches or really knows the right coaches to target in college football yeah i mean um going back to what you said before i know people keep saying this a lateral, a lateral move this is nowhere near a lateral move this is a huge step up whether it be, although it is the same position technically in secondary coaching um this this is a huge step up you're coaching the defending national champs you're coaching sec football you're coaching a top three four program maybe even top two if you want to argue 
uh, over the past five to 10 years. Um, it's an insane step up for him, but uh, yeah, I, I am kind of confident that Greg's going to find someone uh, pretty, pretty quickly. I would assume um, now the question is you can kind of mix and match where you want to go. Cause now you have two assistant opening spots or opening roles. So now it's, it's going to be interesting because previously we heard it was going to be a cornerbacks coach and Fran was going to coach the secondary. Now it's like, maybe you get a secondary coach or you kind of put the other guy somewhere else. I mean, there's, there's a lot of there's, options here. There's definitely a lot of options. Um, do you think Fran was like down with that idea of having a corners coach under him and he being the, the DB's coach and associate head coach, I assume something like that in terms of a title. Yeah, I, th- I think he was 100% down, but at the end of the day, it's it's Georgia. Like, you can't turn turn them down. But because uh, yep. yeah, we, we talked about it on the boards. I think we talked about it on the podcast, actually, too. Um, it did sound like Demeyer Shaw was going to be the cornerbacks coach, and him and Fran are like this. So it's like yep. it kind of seemed like it might have been a little bit of a, yes, he's an up-and-coming, good, very good coach, so let's put him on staff, and this is also going to make Fran happy at the same time. So. But, I mean, Demeyer Shaw, I think, is going to fill in pretty nicely down in the uh, Philly, South Jersey area. Is he going to mm-hmm. be as good as Fran? It's still to, do, to be determined just because he's so young and so new. But I, I do think at the end of the day, you're going to see him being talked about by a lot of recruits. And then in terms of DB's coaches, uh, that there, there's so many options out there you can pick from. Yes, we were kind of talking about this beforehand. Um one, Rutgers has a lot of money in their budget right now. Given if we're just basing it on what they had in the pool last year, Fran was probably the third or fourth highest paid coach on the staff outside the coordinators and Greg. Uh, they still have Frazier's opening. Obviously, Frazier's still on staff, so he's still going to be getting paid. And we're getting more money each year being a part of the, the Big Ten, which if you've seen any of the reports about what the Big Ten is going to get in this TV rights deal – you could spend whatever you want and you're still going to be profiting at some point. Mm-hmm. So Richie, what names are you hearing as potential fill-ins? And I'm going to throw some at you too. And you could tell me whether or not you think it's possible. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the number one name, I think that everyone's going to be talking about our number. There's actually two top names. I think everyone's going to talk about, and I'm going to okay. shut down one of them right away. Ross Douglas is not happening. There's, there's a couple of rumors out there. I know everyone's like, Oh, we might come back. Like Shana loved them. Yeah, there's also a rumor out there that he's getting a little bit of a promotion, like a nice promotion with the Patriots. So end of the day, I, I can't see him leaving the NFL, especially if Belichick's going to hire him as like a whatever it is, full-time assistant coach, position coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that that one I would probably just cross off the list right away. I, I'm still going to put him on the hot board um, because there there is a chance that he still could decide to come back to Rutgers, but I think that one's unlikely. The other one I really like is David Rowe. It makes too much sense. Rutgers guy. Where's he at now? Uh, Houston cornerbacks. Okay. So, I mean, Rutgers guy has coaching experience under Holgerson, was at Western Michigan before that. He's produced quite a few uh, solid DBs at both schools, um, all MAC first team guys, all AAC second team this past season. He also won the D2 national championship uh, with Valdo- Valdosta, Valdosta State. I don't know how to pronounce that one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and, and he's a Florida guy. What more can you want? A Rutgers alum uh, that produced in uh, in college, pretty well in college, alumni of Kakoa High School, who Rutgers is pretty familiar with. I think most Rutgers fans should be familiar with, with the recent recruitment of Davin Widener. Um, and it's arguably one of the top programs in the state of Florida. And, um, I mean, he coached with Chiano. His first coaching job was with Chiano in Tampa. So this this one makes too much sense for me, and I think 
if I'm going to bet any type of money, it's right there on David Rowe. Do you think he's a target for the DB coach or cornerback coach or that's where I know we have, yeah. Cause Houston has money. I think from what I, from they what do I do have money. I mean, they stole Dana Hogerson away from West Virginia I, and I yeah. they stole in air quotes because I'm, I think if you're West Virginia, you're probably a little happy. He decided to walk away and you have to fire him. Yeah. But now look at West Virginia now. It's like, ugh. but I don't know. Yeah. They fall <laughs> off. Regardless. Um, yeah, no, they definitely do have some money down there. Um, I mean, they're joining the the big 12 too. So that's going to help them a little bit. Uh, yeah. I, I think if David Rowe comes over, I don't think he's going to leave for the CB's job. I think you have to like kind of persuade him a little bit and give him the secondary job and it gives him a chance to kind of coach the DBs as a whole, which uh, uh, he did do at central Michigan. What? Two years ago, three years ago in yep. 2020. So, I mean, yeah, I think that one makes the most sense. Um Obviously, if you can get Ross Douglas, it's kind of hard to say no because he is very good with recruits. We've heard him be mentioned by a ton of recruits in the past, whether it be like Elijah Clarks, who I know he who's not shown to be how shall not be named, blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he he's he's very good. Um, either of those two names, I think, would be the top two at the moment. So I'm gonna throw a name at you here. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's one of the best recruiters in the Northeast. He's currently coaching at Boston College, Azar Abdul Rahim. Mm-hmm. Think it's any possibility? I know he just got a title bump. I know he just got a pay bump. The Rutgers could probably pay him more. Yeah, he's from the DC area. He's he's up. I think he went to Friendship Academy. He's been all over the place. He's been at Alabama. He's been at Maryland. He's been at UMass. Been at Boston College. Any chance there? I mean, this this. Would I think be that like, would be a huge, huge coup. Yeah, that would be the home run hire of the group. Um, I, I'm hesitant to put him on our hot board, but I, I might just put him on there just because it's it's a name, I guess. But uh, it it is very tough because he is going from he just got a pay bump for now he's associate head coach slash DB slash defensive pass game coordinator. So they, there's all kinds of fucking titles they're just throwing at him. They're just like here, here's more money. Just you're not DC, just here's more money. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. He's, he's a hell of a recruiter in the DMV area. He makes perfect sense. Um, coaching experience under Halfley, uh, big 10 experience, sec experience. And then, like you said before, friendship Academy, he was the head coach of which produced five-star five-star. Um, some of you might remember four stars, Derwin Gray, who ended up at Maryland and Yannick. Yep. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Naguki, Naguki, Yannick. Oh, Yannick, the guac. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, what I mean. walkway, yeah. Yeah. DJ Thunderbunk. Like, there's, there's just so many like former four stars that they produced. Dante Dimas. Um, yeah. So even he's a very, very good coach. He's very, very talented in terms of recruiting that DMV area, and it would open up a different pipeline for Rutgers too, because you don't really see them hit the DMV as hard as they have in the past, I guess, or I guess maybe ever. If they got him, I think they might hit the DMV harder than ever. And you might just see a shift a little bit from like that Philly area over down to the DMV if you were able to land him, which would be interesting. But I, I do think it's a long shot because it seems like Halfley's throwing everything at him possible just to keep him on board. But I do think you have to reach out at the very least and say, hey, like any chance you're interested? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Trying to see if there's any other names I could pull out of my ass from uh, with New Jersey roots, but <clears throat> Looking uh, through a, like a, a top 50 Temple's, uh, TV hired coach list. Coach. Temple's hired a safeties coach yesterday. Did they? Marvin Questador, former Princeton DBs coach. Um, okay. Fun fact, Ash offered him the DBs job back when uh, – I forget who it was that left. I think Bush or someone. 
Maybe it wasn't Bush. One of one of the DB coaches, either no, actually I take it back. It was one of the CB coaches. It was either Baker or who's the other one? There's another one. Valai. No, Valai was his last year. I think it was Baker. I think after Baker left the first time, he offered uh Questador the job, and Questador said, No, I'm staying at Princeton. And and, and that, I, ladies and gentlemen, is all you need to know about Chris Ash. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong, he did get a title bump and he was like co-DC after that. But it's like Princeton. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. He's, he's coached with Gleason. He's coached with Allrich. He's coached with, uh, who else did they bring over? Jamal Matunga. Um, there's, there's so many Princeton assistants that have made the jump over to Rutgers now. Um, he was at Western Michigan the past two seasons as a cornerbacks coach. And then this past, this, uh, past, what was it? Wednesday? I think Wednesday they hired uh, temple hired him as a safeties coach. Now, the interesting thing is he was a Rutgers GA back in 2011 under Shiano. Shiano's last year. Interesting. So it's like, would, would you just leave? Would you just say, screw it? Like, fuck this. I'm going up again <laughs> after like two Good. days. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm just going to go down the whole list I have right now. Trey Bell makes a lot of sense. Interesting. Yeah, he's at uh, Akron, right? Yeah. Again, though, just got literally just got hired. Just got his first full time assistant coaching job under Jim Moorhead over at Akron. He's the CB's coach. Um, it makes a lot of sense because Marion Bell, former head coach of Westside High School and East Orange High School, both programs that he turned into pretty pretty damn good football programs in uh, New Jersey. Now he's down in uh, Georgia at Grayson High School as a JV coach, where his son is like. I, I don't want to say guaranteed because I'm not in charge of rankings, but I guess I can say it. This kid's got like 10 power five offers already from Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas. His, his little brother is going to be a five-star. Like, I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah. He's a stud. I, when, I think you mentioned that somewhere, uh, maybe on the boards and I looked him up and his, he's got his size at like probably like 14 year olds is crazy. He's probably like six feet tall already. He's, Got great ball skills. He, I, think, I want to say he had like five or six interceptions as a freshman. So. Yeah, he, tw- class of twenty twenty five, and he's starting for Grayson High School, which is top five pa- uh, high school program in the country. It's just like yeah, yeah you kind of know so, already. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Grayson produced uh, Robert Candice a few mm-hmm. like not a few years ago. He was a five star first round pick, um, and they've just consistently produced high level D one talent over the years. Yeah, it, that would be an insane one to turn down. Um, yeah, I, I mean, other than that, the, the other obvious one on staff that you could just promote within is Matt Hewitt. Safety, SEC experience. Maybe you just give – you do have two spots, so maybe you hire a secondary coach or and then go like what we were just talking about. Like it would be Fran and the CB's coach. Now it could be a, a czar, Raheem, or an, and the CB's coach or DB's or safety's coach, whatever Raheem's specialty is. I think Shiano absolutely has to make a splash hire here because – He's lost a few guys, some of his best recruiters. And, you know, it's to be determined how good of a recruiter Shaw is going to be. Everything we've heard has been great. Mm-hmm. But I think he really just needs somebody that has that clout and has that has the pelts on the wall. He needs to go out and really land a top-level recruiter. And he's got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. He's just got to – I mean, it's – as a head coach, you have to be as much of a recruiter to get assistance as you do to have to get high school and college and transfer-level talent. So yeah. this is going to have to be a sell job by Greg. He's got to have to really pitch this like he's, you know, it's like Shark Tank when you go into this assistant uh, coach room. Yeah. You just got to, you got to go get him. 
Yeah, it is interesting though, because I one thing I want to touch on is Greg is very, very good when it comes to like timing and media and stuff like this. I wouldn't be shocked if there's an announcement five minutes after this pod because that always happens. But yep. I wouldn't be shocked if something happens pretty relatively quickly. I think he kind of knew this was happening. Um, they did put together a package to try to keep Fran. I don't know what the package entailed. It could have been like we said before, like money. Yeah, money. <laughs> it's just so hard. Like, how can you pay Fran? I know recruiting is the lifeline of a program, but could you really pay Fran more than the defensive coordinator? Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, again, <laughs> like you're going to piss I mean, off Harrisimiak within like what ten minutes of him being here. I. It's I know tough. plenty of people who work in different industries who the top salesperson makes more than his boss. Yeah. The top salesperson makes more than the CEO. Like, it's just, it is what it is sometimes. It, like, it, it, if it you're is. worth that, you make that. Yeah, it, it is weird. And then I think that uh, they, they probably would have given him some kind of position title. Like, the, the same shit. It would have been like defensive pass game coordinator. They're all bullshit titles. It's all just for yeah. money grab. Um. But yeah, it's I a mean, way to justify paying them what they're getting. Paid. Exactly. But he, he's such a good media man or manager of the media that I think that there's something's going to, whether it be big news or he's just going to try to cover this up and try to like bring the attention back towards Rutgers. And they're going to be like, everyone might be just like, holy shit. They just pulled who? Like, yeah. And I mean, the further away from the Harris Simiak hire and the Heatherman hire we get, the more I really love those hires. So I really do trust Greg to, to go in and go get good coaches. Like it's yet to be seen how good of recruiters those guys are, yeah. but they're winning like national assistant coach, national coach of the year at the FCS. Like they're great coaches. Like I have no doubt that they're going to come in and actually make an impact. Now he just needs to go get those recruiters because the recruiters ultimately are the more sought after of the or X's and O's versus recruiting strengths in terms of what you look for in an assistant coach. So. Yeah. And um, I mean, it, and especially when it comes to uh, DB's coaches, they're always like notably the best recruiters around the country. Um, I mean, look at Jay Valai, for example, former Rutgers guy. He's, I think he's like co-DC or something now at Oklahoma. The man yes. just keeps moving yeah. up and like everyone was like, yeah, he's okay here. And it's like, no, no, he's pretty good. And like, but uh, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah, there's two so hands many, tied behind his back here. It's be real. insane. So there's so many DB coaches out there. It's just, I don't know where they look. It's got, I, you think it's going to be a New Jersey or Shiano connection, but then you see the Heatherman hire and you're like, all right, well then there is a connection there with Harris Simiak. Yep. So maybe they go, is there another Springfield um, former assistant out there that wants to coach DBs? Apparently they produce every great assistant out there. Yeah. I think what we need to do is just dive into the coaching staffs of uh, places that different guys on our staff currently have been. Like if we look at like the 2018 main football staff, see where those guys were and take a look at like the, the JMU coaching staff in this past year. So you see if there's any other studs on that coaching staff. Yeah. I didn't even think to go that far. Like that's, I'm going to do that in a second, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. There's, there's going to be a couple of names out there. Um, I do think you reach out, like you said before though, Harris Simeon cast, or not Harris Simeon, Jason, I'm messing, I'm messing everything up. Uh, Raheem out of Boston College is probably has to be call number one, you would think, and then go I from think. there. And then it's kind of like, all right, David Rowe, like, hey, you want to come on? Like, or maybe, maybe you try to snag both. That'd be pretty big. That would be huge. Um, I, can, I don't know. Uh, there there can't be some names out there somewhere. Um, ironically, uh, their DB's coach in 2018 at uh, Maine 
is the DB's coach mm-hmm. at uh, James Madison. <laughs> yeah, Matt Burkett. I told you that might be the guy we're looking at. I'm an odd high school in California, one of the best. Um, what do you call it? Programs out there. Produce, produce, produce a ton of kids. Coach at UCLA, Pac. Ooh, let's see, a PA, a PA guy. I don't know. Like, it might make sense. We'll see. Uh, played in the- more to come. I'm sure there's going to be news, like you said, breaking within minutes of us recording this. But yep. and we're going to have to do it all over again. <laughs> yep. Um, what else is going on? We got spring practice starting up in less than a month, probably. Um, Mid March, late March. Uh, I forget the exact date. Uh, they told us the other day, and I just mind blanked. Um, but they're going to send out a schedule soon for that. Uh, Thursday night game, I think it is. Spring game. Yeah, so the, the spring game's Thursday night. I want to say it's like April 24th, roughly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm intrigued. In there. It's not a bad idea. It seems like we talked about it through text. It seems like they're kind of pushing this whole like narrative of whether it be spring game or a regular season game that they want to get a Thursday night, Friday night thing going, which could mean crazy streaming deals or whatever. Oh, yeah. If they spun off a weekly, like a even if it was like a six to eight game package of uh weeknight games and sold it to like an amazon or an apple plus like exactly that that package would make so much money and it's and it the weird thing is it wouldn't detract from the main tv package at all exactly it's just like make like producing hundreds of millions of dollars out of thin air and please please don't make it fucking apple plus because i don't want to buy another thing i know i know i i I'd have to think it would be Amazon based on they have the Thursday night package. Now they have the exclusive rights to that. Yeah. They could imagine the football thing already. Yeah. So they have the infrastructure there. They have, they just hired a new director of like sports programming. Who's mm. a big 10 guy. Mm. He went to Michigan and he went to, um, I think he went to grad school at Northwestern. Interesting. So he's a guy who probably has an affinity for the big 10. Um, a lot of these decisions made by like high level sports executives, like, they're basically making decisions on their own tastes. Like if you look at back at like the guys who ran ESPN for a while, like John Skipper was like a huge soccer fan. And the next thing you know, ESPN's hosting the world cup. Yeah. So hmm. it wouldn't shock me at all if Amazon made a pretty big move here in the big 10 negotiations. Um, mm-hmm. I really hope that they do that spinoff because that's going to be a ton of extra money for Rutgers. And the, the SEC deal, I think is like the bench, like the floor for what big 10 wants. Um, they just signed a deal like a, I think either like last year or two years ago, their new TV rights deal. It sounds like the Big Ten's going to get at least a billion dollars a year in this new deal. So it's going to be massive for the conference. Uh, obviously, Rutgers three billion. The SEC leaving SEC leaves CBS for ESPN for three billion dollar deal. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I just mean a billion a year. Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean, they, they should get every bit of that, it seems like, if not more. It seems like they're kind of just using their uh, – they have a huge advantage, it seems like, too. Um, they keep talking about it all over social media, and it's just like, shit, like, they're going to get paid. And it's not just because, like, yeah, SEC has football, and that does drive the bus, but Ruck, or Rutgers. Big Ten still has basketball, and basketball is going to be huge, too, I think, for it. It is, and, I mean, we have the – we have much bigger markets in the Big Ten than the SEC. Like, the SEC has, like, the rabid fan bases – but the big den has the eyeballs and the, the, the actual, like, uh, even though cable's dying, if they have the, the cable boxes of people's homes. Um, yeah. It's pretty, I mean, every streaming, like the same, like fucking thing. Yep. Ooh, little Taekwon Underwood, like tweet. What do you say? 
it's I, it's like that. Did you see him beat post the the picture after he got Harden with the guy standing there in like the suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yep. just did the same thing and said mood. Cool, a, a little salty there. Wow, this is. I don't get his deal, man. I'm intrigued like, by this because first I saw it the other day when he's like this, the Nike comment, and he's like checks over stripes. And I'm like, yeah, you're just you're just busting balls, like whatever. And I, I yeah, I do get it. A lot of people do like Nike over like Adidas, whatever nonsense. I like Adidas better, if you can't tell. Um, but uh, now this, now it's it's getting a little interesting. How Taekwon left now? I don't get. Like me, okay. Maybe he asked for like a ton more money, and Greg turned him down. I could see him but walking in and same, being like, "Yo, can I get a pay raise?" Like, pitch just offered me, and then he's like, "No." <laughs> at the same time, you have to think like how much Greg has done for him, and like if everybody remembers Taekwon as a recruit, he was very lightly recruited out of Lawrenceville School in yeah. in Jersey, which is like a prep school that doesn't produce many high level kids, mm. and he was skinny as a rail. He yeah, you know, it took him a few years to actually put on some bulk, and he ended up being an outstanding receiver here. Gets into the NFL, he kind of gets kicked around a few places. He he obviously like gets on the Patriots probably because of a lot of the the good word Greg gave uh, for him to Bill. And then when Greg's an NFL coach, he signs him in Tampa when he probably didn't deserve to be on an NFL team or it wasn't really a, a big time producer. But Greg paid him a few years in the NFL. Then he signs him as his wide receiver coach out of freaking Lafayette. Like it's not like he had teams beating down the door to make him an assistant. I just don't, I would not be as shitty on social media as, as Taekwon's being. It's pretty petty. I don't like it. It is getting a little salty now. And it's like, Oh, like I am just kind of shocked. I did not, I did not see this coming. Like I kind of understood like, yeah, like, yeah, you're going to leave. You're going to get more position, a better position. You got the pass game coordinator title. Whatever. Again, another bullshit position. It's just like, here's money. But yeah. I, I'm intrigued to see how that – I got to learn more about it because Greg is very, like, mum on this type of stuff, and he's not going to, like, write anything out really. So I'm kind of intrigued to see to learn more about how he left and what happened. Um, we do know, obviously, Pitt offered, and then I'm sure he probably went right back to Greg. And like I said before, he's like, hey, can I, I just got offered a pitch. Just want to let you know. I'm considering it, and he's probably like, okay, consider it. Yeah. Which is like, I, not to be mean, but, like, you, there's a lot of wide receivers coaches out there. And Demire Shaw is probably going to fill in relatively well, if not better. He's younger. Yeah. He, I think he's already hmm, – he's probably pretty – he might be better than Taekwondo on the trail. When all, is said, so. when, when all is said and done, I think Demire Shaw will be a better recruiter than Taekwondo will be. Now, given – remember. They're different areas too that they recruit, so it's like I don't know. This, I saw part of Taekwon's introductory press conference to Pitt, and he somebody asked him about his hair because that always gets asked when he's in a new market. Yeah, and so somebody asked him, and he like he's very he's very good with the media. So he's he's like, yeah. So my my good friends in college, uh, Jason and Devin McCourty, the McCourty oh, brothers. Yeah. Uh, they dared me to do it. And so I did it and I kept it and not many people have this haircut and I kept it for recruiting purposes because I walk into a gym and they see the guy with the flat top and they're never going to forget the, the coach with the flat top. So I just, it, it's a recruiting tool. He like laid it out for the media there, which fair enough. 
that's yeah. that's smart. It, no, it's it, just... it, I saw it. It was very smart. And then they clip it, and then they put it on what do you call it on Twitter and Instagram, and it's like, oh well, it's a coach with the flat top. Oh, we got yep. it. Like, come on, like it was. I, I give him credit there. That was very smart. I actually did just have a uh, two people text me the break that said Taekwon really hates Greg. I guess. Oh well. Yep. It's ridiculous. This whole thing is nuts. But yeah, I'm gonna post a uh, hot board relatively soon. Um, there's a ton of names. I think we mentioned just about everyone. The other one, there's there's one we didn't mention actually. Ty Greenwood, who I think it's mentioned every time there's a DB's opening. Um, he's former Jersey guy. Worked at Kansas under Charlie Weiss. Uh, produced a ton of JUCO kids at Pierce College. Is a very good JUCO recruiter. Uh, Delaware State doesn't have any like big experience, so I mean he would probably be lower on the list. Yeah, but, North Carolina Central. Yeah. He'd probably be a lot lower on the list, but he but he is a name nonetheless. Um, I think that the other guys we have on the list are pretty prime candidates. Um, between Douglas Rowe, I really think Rowe is the the guy there. I think it's hard to turn that down and say like this isn't. If you look at his resume, look at his background, it makes too much sense in my opinion. Let me do a little Twitter sleuthing here for a second. It's gonna be like I said though. You're gonna hear something happen relatively quickly. Oh geez, people are tweeting at Taekwon now. Man, you ain't Uh-oh. shit without Craig Shiano. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 You gave your NFL contract when no one else would. You gave you your first D1 coaching gig and got you on the radar. You're you're showing some female traits here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically what we just said. Looks like David Rowe's brother's a coach as well. James Rowe. Is he? Or is he? Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know. I just, I'm looking at his Twitter profile. It says brother of James Rowe. Chicago Bears DB coach. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Uh, I mean, hey, yeah. Oof. Wait, did you think he's current Bears coach, DB coach? Look it up. I don't know. I'm or looking through Matt his. Maggie getting hmm. shit can, like, no surprise, but. I, ooh, this is interesting. <clears throat> So he was the DC at Valdosta State when David was the CBs coach. You could have your two DBs coaches right here. Yeah, but does nobody's leaving an NFL job for Rutgers? Yeah, that's. Uh, but if he's if he's been recently let go, that's, ah, he just got he just got hired. Yeah. Just got hired. Yeah, he, no, got he was hired. the corner. He was the Colts cornerback coach in 2021. Yeah, he just got hired. In uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's wild. But I mean, hey. Still, I mean, David Rowe is still a pretty good hire, I think, if they go that route. That's the only one I could really think of. Um, assuming you haven't found really anything on terms of follows. Looking through his most recent follows, I'm not seeing any ruckers connections here. Pete Thamel is the only might real be smart connection. about it now, too. It, it is pretty obvious. Like, you look at Fran's follows over the past couple of days, and they're not going to show any Georgia guys, but you saw a Samaj Bridgman offer last Ooh. night. Oh, Interesting. Oh, here we go. Eric Josephs is one of the more recent follows from David Rowe. Yeah. David Rowe followed him or he followed David Rowe? Uh, David, or sorry, Josephs started following David Rowe. It makes too much sense. It does. I think he'd have to be like number one. All Mac first team, all AAC second team. And that's just the past two seasons that he's produced. Um, 
another all Mac second team last or two years ago. Like and and like he's produced so so many like good players, it seems like. Um Valdos the state won the D2 Juco title, whatever you want to call it, that thing is. It might be D2, actually. I don't think it's Juco. And then it, it, uh, hiring him as assistant with the Tampa Bay. Greg's very familiar. Florida connection that makes too much goddamn sense. And then you look at Kokoa. Um, let me pull it up real quick. They have so many top like kids every year in and year out. Wait, is he Kokoa or Kokoa Beach? I think it's Kokoa. Uh, remember Chevelle Bowie? There you go. There's one. Oh, wow. That's a blast from the past. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, they have a 2023 four-star coming to Ohio State already. Uh, they have uh, – yeah, they have, they have a bunch of dudes. They have offer, offer, offer. There's like six or seven 2023s with offers, 2024s with offers. There's a 2025 who has an Illinois offer randomly. But, yeah, I mean, it makes sense for him to, to add him to the staff, I think. I think there's no question about it. If I was a betting man, he's he's my choice. I don't know. Where to come? I think that would make, like you said, too much sense. Um, we'll see how it goes, though. You got to hope that – I mean, the ideal is what we've kind of already talked about is Dual Raheem as the DB's coach, Rowe as the corner's coach. Yeah. And uh, – You have the money. Obviously. The, Why not? It's the pipe dream, but something I feel like Greg has to shoot for first. Yeah, go for it and then go from there. All right, guys, we went pretty long on this one, but stay tuned to the board. Stay tuned to your podcast feed because who knows by the time this comes out, we might already be back in the studio to record again. But from Richie and me, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.